Hello, everybody. You have Jake and Seth, and we are coming to you today to discuss the 2022 American sports comedy drama. We'll talk about that in a minute. From Jeremy Zagar, Hustle, starring Adam Sandler, Queen Latifah, Ben Foster, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Robert Duvall, Anthony Edwards. This film was a straight to Netflix. It, I think it's part of their deal with um, Sandler. I'm not sure. It, he didn't produce it, though, so I could be off there. film has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes of 134 reviews, so a lot of reviews. Bless you, Seth. Average rating of 7 out of 10. Um, so film is really well-received. There's some Oscar buzz for, for Sandler and for the film. How much of that is real? How much of that is just Netflix? Night Machine, I'm not sure. But I'm going to take... I'm going to stop talking. Seth, yeah. throwing it to you. Thoughts about this film? It was a fun movie to watch. Um, you know, I don't know what I, quite I, what I was really expecting going into it, um, but I, I found myself, it, it was an easy movie to watch. Um, you know, I'm a big basketball fan. Um, there's a, a ton of cameos throughout the movie, and so I enjoyed that aspect of, like, whether you're the players on the court or some of the people that uh, Sandler's kind of schmoozing with, uh, with the executives and everything, there, there was just cameos left and right throughout the movie. If you know the NBA, you'll be recognizing people like every other scene, basically. Um, and so I enjoyed that aspect of it. And in terms of it, like uh, uh, in a movie sense, um, I thought it held up well. Like I thought they did a good job. I thought Sandler carried the movie. Um, and like it was like a professional carry job by Sandler. I thought where I, I don't really think of him as that type of actor, um, but I thought he did a great job balanced his comedy and his drama really well. I did think they were covering the Wancho, um, is what I'm going to call him. Um, they kind of cover a little, a good amount for him to not have him be in too many dramatic scenes. There's a couple scenes, you know, he has where he has to do some acting, but for the majority of the time, it's really Sandler that's doing the heavy lifting acting wise. And they don't, they, they, I mean, I, I understand it too. I mean, you don't want to overextend this kid, but I also thought, it was almost to a point where it's a little bit too much shielding him, and I almost thought, like, give the kid a chance to see if he can do a, a little bit more, give him a few more lines here. Um, and so that, that kind of, I, I was thinking about that a little bit. I mean, again, I, you know, if you watch, like, uh, He Got Game, it's like, Ray Allen can't really act, and I think they, they gave him too much. And so I think this was an aspect of, like, I couldn't really get a read on the kid in terms of, like, how good of an actor he was. Um I just didn't think they gave him quite enough opportunity. I I hear that. I haven't seen that film in a while, and when I did, I just liked it so much. I, I thought he was fine. The one thing I will say though is like, I and I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't, just haven't thought about it. So stuff that's out of my head. So I reserve the right to change my mind. But I think it's better to expose that actor, but still at least give the character more to do. Like just from a sense of like spending time with it, because like the the Juancho Juancho's character or Juancho here uh, I'm sorry it's Juancho as Bo Cruz what which either or I it's kind of like you meet him and like for 30 seconds like oh this is his daughter and his mom I forgot I thought it was a sister for a while I forgot I had to be reminded it just is like and they always talk about him but like yet you don't really get a lot they did a good job shielding him as an actor, they did not do a good job developing the character, in my in my opinion. Yeah, and that's one of those things, I think, when you take a real basketball player to have a big part in the movie, 
great doing the encore scenes. Um, and I did think that basketball in the movie was really believable, and I thought they did a great job shooting all of that stuff. Whether it's him blocking shots, making shots, making moves on guys, all of the basketball looked real to me. Like whether it's street ball or whether it was NBA ball or like some of the warm up stuff, like all of that had a really good realistic feel to it. Um, but I think what you sacrifice is again, like I think in some way, I don't know if they cut scenes either. Like I don't quite know what happened on the on the cutting room floor, but it's like at some point I think they were like, we gotta shield this guy a little bit and not overexpose him acting wise. Um, which I mean, it's it's you know creative choice to make when you're doing something like this. But I, you know, the the one thing I will say is it doesn't kill it. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel. I like it's he's, there's a lot of, a lot of other things going on. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. Like I thought it was good. I, I think it might've been an uh, issue of uh, high expectations for me just hearing the Oscar buzz and seeing the 90%. I didn't realize it was a seven out of 10 average, which I think is actually probably closer in line. I like in the score that I would give this film. Um, but with that being said, it's not that I didn't like it. Like I liked the film. It was good. Um, I just had like, and we can dive into like the gripes in a minute. I did have a few issues with like the internal logic of the film. Um, like namely for me, like a couple for me, one, like the fact Stanley Sugarman is like what the best scout in the world, but like he just wants to be a coach and he happens to be good friends with the owner and like the whole thing with the owners, like don't let my son push you around. Like that's terrible advice because the son fires him immediately when he's gone. Like that whole power struggle, just I, to me, it just like part of this movie felt like Adam Sandler fantasy camp, and like this, but that was one element of it. The other element was that that he like wh- that's one element. The other element is that like, oh, I, I'm gonna be a coach. Like at the end, and like Doc Rivers is like, come on, we need you on the court, like. And there's like, and then there's also the element where it's like, oh, this character he could have been like, you never know. And it's like, and it was a tragic story. And like, I think that element of how he hurt his hand was good, but his wife's like, you never know. Like he, you never know what could have happened if he didn't hurt his hand. Like with his career, it's like, no, I do. He's a five foot eight white guy. Uh, yeah, like, So those were things, but to be honest, like those are more, it wasn't like there weren't like, there weren't any felonies. There are a couple misdemeanors for me. Okay, that's what I thought. That's if, and the, okay, yeah. I, I, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. That was. Sister, and so I just thought that whole thing 
was supposed to be paralleling the buses a little bit. Um, it, I, I get that. I totally see that. I just, I didn't think it felt shoehorned in almost like it was just like, it, it makes I sense. I, I, I get, it makes sense. It gives him the impetus. It gives him the tension to push him out of his comfort zone. So I, I get why they need it. I also, I, I do love Ben Foster as a villain. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I kind of like the Ben Foster performance. With the, like, there's a ton of things going on and a million people in this movie, but he kind of, he still kind of shines and like, you know, you feel his presence in the movie. It's just kind of this slimy, like, uh, yeah, like son of an owner that's just like, doesn't know what he's doing. Probably I, doing the book on the side I, or something. I, lo- I love the way they depicted him though. Like, and he's the type of guy like, he'll talk shit about you, but never to your face. Like he's that type of coward. Like he's like, yeah, I'll keep you on the board. Like he just like, they did a great job with him. Ben, Ben, I love Ben Foster. He did a great job with the, the, the role. Like if there were, if we were doing Dion waiters, I would give it to him. Like he was on, on screen for a few minutes and every time he is, he's doing what he wants to do. He's like, I hate him, but like not in a way that's like the way they want me to. It's like a sports hate. Yeah, and is he supposed to be Leon Rose or Worldwide West? Yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, somebody like that. Definitely, like somebody connected in the league. You know, it's, it's like he sort of was in college teammates with Sandler back in the day or something. It's kind of the storyline, but now he's kind of one of these, yeah, guys with juice, like a Leon Rose or you know, Worldwide West or something like that. He can, he's putting together like you know clinics and, and scrimmages to show off prospects and stuff. And so I thought it was an interesting character, but I was like, can it be Jed Smith? Can I tell you who I did think was a good actor, though? I thought Anthony Edwards as Kermit Wilkes was good. Oh, yes. I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, that was a good performance. So, can I tell you something? I thought Anthony Edwards was the one from ER. So, I kept being like, where's this guy? When is Was he the dad? Like, was he a coach? And then when I looked it up at the end, I felt like such an idiot. I just felt so old. But Anthony Edwards, is like, I want to see him in another movie. He was so good. Everything about it, like he was smooth and he had swagger and he, but he, like he was, I loved it. Like I loved it. And even like when he, when he gets him to punch, like, and he's smiling, like I, it was kudos to the director. I'm sure he had a big hand in it, but kudos to Anthony Edwards. Amazing. And like, yes. especially <laughs> I think in context of Wancho, like, like Wancho wasn't giving him much in those scenes. Like it's like, it's really, he's great. And Fernando Gomez as Bo Cruz, he's great. I liked him too, but he's kind of like, they're not asking to do much. Anthony Edwards is doing more in the limited time. I, know, I mean, my whole opinion of Anthony Edwards went up a level. I mean, I know it's not like uh, a basketball movie, but now I'm like, I actually have more interest in the guy now. Um, I always thought, I mean, I know he's a great player. Uh, he has totally has potential in the core yet, but young guy, and now I'm like, maybe there's another like level to his intelligence. This could, I didn't know about. This could like, be like... Really this could be like a rock situation or a JLo, like comes in from like one element, but because I, you know where my mind goes. 
we're talking about this guy's big. He's going to act. Throw him in a Marvel movie. Like, this guy's, like, tailor-made. Like, especially where Hollywood is now. Like, uh, like where you want, like, having a... Looking like a superhero is a good way to get a role. <laughs> Can I give you one I, one more gripe? And then after that, I promise I'll be positive. Because I do have a lot of positive things I want to talk What's about. So my, my other gripe was, I'm, and I think this might, I'm just going to say it. I'm probably being a, gr- a grump here. Towards like the two-thirds of the movie, like towards the end, he it's like he's at the bottom of the barrel. No one will take his calls. Right. He's fired. The organization's tarnished him. He, the The... Bo won't speak to him. His cats and dogs won't talk to him. Everyone hates everyone hates Stanley Sugarman. No one's get, no one will even give him the time of day. Dot dot dot. Except Dr. J, one of the greatest living legends. And like we're talking Philly sports legends here, people. I'm not to be rude, but let's be honest here. Philly's got four sports heroes. Dr. J, the Philly fanatic, Rocky, and Nick Foles. Two of those four characters are fake. Dr. J is not. So Dr. J is like, and outside of. Yeah. And yeah, even outside of the Philly, to your point, like he's NBA sports legend. That would be like making, I don't know. That's like making a baseball movie and like, oh yeah, you know what? No one can take my call except, you know who? A little guy named Derek Jeter. Oh, you know, the, actually, I take that back. A better one, I feel like, would probably be Tom Brady. And like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, well, because he's a little more recent. Only because he's more recent, and I feel like it's a little more. That's not a. Assume that Sugarman has some relationship with Doctor. I know he popped up a little bit early in the movie. I think they could have done a better job connecting that to be like these guys know each other, and like it's feasible that he can call Doctor J. But you're right. I think that did come a little. It's like he can't get anyone. I just wish I, I think that could have been handled well because he, he has this great line and I thought I really liked it like leading up to that it's like I've been in this league for 20 years and it feels like I'm no one like it feels like I've never been here and the way I viewed it was because everyone nobody wanted to go against this owner um and if they had just done that like if they had just had that little more like his wife's like, I'm going to make a call. And he's like, don't make the call. And she walks off screen and all of a sudden everything's fixed. And they're at this shootout, like shoot around. Yeah, there needs to be something where like early in the movie, they're having a barbecue and Dr. J's there. And it's like, oh, he knows him socially kind of. Where it's like, it's not this thing where it just seems like he's reaching out to an NBA legend. It just felt, what's it, do ex machina? It was just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, oh, I can't, no one can help me except this one magic really phone call. okay that was the other thing i thought first of all it was a great idea second of all yeah you didn't need him like what you were doing that whole yeah. like you knew what to do if you guys you could have done that made that bet on any street and you yeah. could have done the same thing um Those are good players in those parks. It's not like they're like, you know, 
What I will give that scene, though, and Justin Gerald, you kind of mentioned this. It's great montage work. Yes, yeah, definitely. Not, I mean, it definitely it follows the sports movie formula for the most part. Um, you know, there's certain montages. They, they're down. They have to come back. Um, some of the stuff was more believable than other stuff. I mean, some of my gripes, I think, was kind of like once they're into the combine stuff and once the kid kind of gets a label of being too emotional, I did think, like, there was a point hard for me to see him being drafted, I guess. Like, and they never really show where he gets drafted. I know it turns out that like Boston takes him. Like, there's a Brad Stevens cameo, and he's gonna like, oh, I'm gonna shoot this kid, and then he ends up in Boston. Yeah, but it's like, was he drafted in the first round, or was this like a late second round pick, or was he like an unsigned free agent kind of thing? Like, I couldn't quite tell like what category he was. So I kind of was wishing like, did he have a moment, and he ended up being like the 15th pick in the first round, or was this like? My problem with it was, and like I get why they set it up that way, but you already had the tension of is he good enough, and then you had the tension of yeah. that past, like uh, of that past of your of the, the of the crime, and then you had the owner not liking him, and then it's like, and now you need this, like it just felt like one there are one too many things working against him, and I'm sure that's very realistic. And, like, that's really probably, like, it feels like you need to go against the world. Like, I know that's probably the best way they could um, coalesce all the real outside forces of, or the best representation of all the forces that people have to go through to become a professional athlete, which I know are insane. Um, but, yeah, just for me, it just felt like one too many. And then you had, like, the 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 one other thing that like, – not a great, but, like, just talking about that, that <laughs> it works because it's Ben Foster – but no owner would ever go on and talk about. I mean, you're a better NBA fan than bigger NBA fan than me, but I can't imagine any owner going on and even saying anything about someone invited to a workout. Like he never was on the team. I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, even the owner being interviewed like that is super rare. The only owner that speaks out that much, I think, is Mark Cuban in the NBA. If you think about it, all the other owners are pretty tight-lipped and aren't really public figures that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that part I definitely found. Well, that was the other thing too. That just reflects poorly on your organization. Like you have yeah. a disgruntled employee who was your employee for twenty years. Like something happened there. Like it, it, without going too deep, there were parts of the film that, to me. I really liked it and it feels very real and it's like going for not like a gritty tone, but it's definitely a realistic tone, but, um, certain parts where like, I do, I kind of felt like I was watching, like, I I don't want to say a kid's movie because that's not fair, but I felt like I was watching almost like a TV movie, like a, like, uh, like, yeah.
now that you say that that's a good point like my my feeling was like i didn't care because like it worked out well for him and it was like kind of like the sports like yeah it's all but at the same point but then i take a step back and like this whole movie was about the process so, like, I think we should know how that process actually played out. Like, we know the end result. Yeah, you're right. It's like, it's about that process of a prospect coming into the, to the NBA. And, like, I'm not, it is going for realism, but I'm not sure all of those things, like, were realistic. Yeah. Cut out a montage. Give us two minutes showing him, like, as an undrafted free agent, like, making the team. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it was One good. Yeah, with Brendan Fraser, right? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen it in a while, but I have seen that. It kind of reminded me of it, where it's just like this guy, and like the scouts are more of a comedic movie, and, but I do it did kind of take me back to that movie. I actually like the scouts, um, but like the whole idea of like this guy goes out and he finds like this amazing prospect and he brings him back and he has to convince everybody that he's real, but then the you know the prospect is going through stuff and. The, there's just something about. It, that was a fun movie. There is just something about the scout movies that, and like even good ones that are inherently there's like I told you so element because they're scouts and like somebody doesn't believe them and it's all about like them yeah. like their faith in this player and that relationship and how he the only that scout is able to get them and it's actually it's this. Now that we're talking about it, this movie was smart in that it really tackled the approach of Adam Sandler or Stanley Sugarman as a scout and a coach. Because in that film, like the scout is a coach or, or in some type, maybe not for the sport, maybe it's more like a mental, but like that scout does serve as a coach in some way to develop the person or or as, either as a personal player or both. So I do think actually, I, I it, the film, I... I know I criticize it for tackling too much, but understanding in that sense, um, I think it maybe probably is smart. I thought they did a good job with the montage too in the beginning where he's just going from like country to country and city to city and watching different games and like all the reasons you pass on players. And like, I thought they did a good job of kind of like showing like most times he'll show up, either the kid's high or, you know, he has problems or there's just so many reasons why you have to pass on people. And so, Finding the diamond in the rough, I think, is really difficult in all sports, honestly. Talking about that, the, when he meets the uh, seven-foot guy who's like, I want to play in the NBA. And then he meets his son. And his son, who is like eight feet tall, and he's like says he's 10. My favorite part is he says he's 22, and Adam Sandler is like, laughs it off. Basically, like, that's played for a joke. Clearly, he's not 22. Um and then later on, when they see him again, they're talking about him. And it's, I love that someone's like, oh, well, the Mavericks believe he's 18. <laughs> Which I just, I love that in-joke. You, you, you know how much I love when movies have in-jokes like that. I love that they built on it. <laughs> I enjoyed all that, too. Um, it was funny. It was it was a funny film. Like, it was, it, it, it wasn't. I kind of mentioned before, I wouldn't call it a comedy. Like, I, it's more of a sports drama. Like, it's a sports film to me. It has, like, dramatic and com- But to me, it's a sports film, like, at its core. That's kind of the way I do it. But it's funny. I, they, they have a lot of fun. I, I think the movie's funnier in the beginning, and then it gets a little more 
I don't want to say melodramatic, but it's more dramatic and emotional at the end, which makes sense. That's just the arc of the film. Um, and yeah, as you have more fun and then it gets a little more, I don't want to say harrowing, but yeah, it's, it, there's some, some tension at the end. funny i i'm not sure and i actually didn't see much about it in the production but i my assumption was that like he's the guy they wanted they wanted a spanish player and i the the reason i'm saying that is uh, obviously there are tons of american players to, to choose from and as we just see with anthony there's a better there was a no offense yeah. better actor in that very scene with anthony edwards um i don't know maybe anthony edwards was a maybe Anthony Edwards was a better Kermit Wilkes as Bo Cruz in this. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah, Anthony Edwards only had time. A foreign player. I, I was just, I was just kind of curious as like how they ended up. Like, I, I thought well, the reason my take was that in the beginning when he's meeting all those players, they're Eastern European or they're American. I thought yeah. the Spanish was like kind of a, a middle, like a, an other almost between those yeah. two different great groups, kind of making it like so further isolating him. Um, also, just from a basketball standpoint, isn't that like a huge market they're trying to break, like the Latin American market? Yeah, I mean, there's players that have come from Spain and, and Europe, but you know, I, maybe this movie kind of breaks into there a little bit more. I, I might be diving too deep there, but I'm just thinking NBA is so smart, like, and they get so much exposure here. Like, maybe that's Adam Silver's, like, yeah, get I someone who. The air up there. <laughs> I feel like this this gives you. Well, I guess now that we're talking about it, the easiest, the more natural choice would be a Chinese player, but I feel like that could be problematic. Yeah, that's not happening now. Well, was I think as we as we say that there might maybe it's that player because it's the least problematic, and also not having an Eastern European player with, yeah. like it's the it maybe. It might not be the ambitious look of strategic foresight of silver I'm thinking of, and just more so like PC political reckoness on the producers. Another thing I thought was interesting was there's so many cameos and so many like inside basketball personalities in the movie, but one of the executive producers, one LeBron James, does not show his face in the movie. Um, did you have any thoughts about it? Like, I, I was expecting a LeBron cameo. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess I didn't need him in the but I just thought, I mean, he was involved in it. Um, he's been, I mean, he was in the recent Space Jam remake, whatever thing that was. And I just thought it was odd he didn't show his face. 
So I didn't realize until we were actually just getting ready for this uh, when I saw the Wikipedia. I didn't realize he produced it. I actually really liked that he wasn't in it. I, I actually think that, like, for taking a step back, this sounds so condescending, not that he needs anything from me, but, like, I, I think it shows, like, a level of maturity that he could be part of this, and I'm sure he contributed to it in terms of not only helping get a lot of these. I'm sure I'm sure Sandler has a lot of clout, too, but, I mean, look, Come on, it's LeBron. Like forgetting the fact he's now a billionaire too in the billionaire club. It's LeBron. Like his he's he's he has been an A-list, like influential person since he was 16 years old. Um, but I guess he's I liked him in train wreck. I didn't see Space Jam. I like LeBron James, I like him as an actor. Um, but I kind of like like as a producer businessman that he was part of this, he's gonna reap the benefits and like maybe him not being in it is better. Like, cause then it's a LeBron James film. Then it's like, Oh, did you see the LeBron James and Adam Sandler film? Not if he's in a cameo, I guess. But, no, but... No, no. I think the way, if I had like, if I was directing, I would have been like, the way I would have played it is like that last scene where it's like Sandler's on the sidelines and Wancho's like playing for the team. I would have had LeBron come up and like dap him up. That's all. And it's like, Oh, now I'm in the NBA. Like LeBron just gave me a dap and like, we're I'm about to play it. Like, I don't even need a line from him. I think that would have been cool, though, where it's like, you know, now you're, now you're against the best in the world kind of thing. Okay, that actually makes sense. That's how I would have it. We're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we are back from our break. I have a question for you, Seth. Shoot me a question. Did you like the subplot of them trying to find a name for Bo, a nickname? The cruise missile, the boa constrictor. That felt like a little sandler uh, kind of stuff going on where he was like trying to play with the nickname. I was okay with it. I, you know, it's, it was a little funny. It wasn't my favorite. I, I, I was more of a fan of Sandler trying to like shit talk him to get him to stop being so sensitive when he was like shoot i like this answer i like that as well yeah i thought it was funny i thought they spent too much time on it for how like unimaginative they were it just was but then again like it was kind of a it was some pretty light fare that they really allowed wancho to dig his teeth into like that was really like a significant portion of his on-time screen is discussing his nicknames like or having weird dinner conversations at the dinner table with the daughter. Um, not creepy, weird, just like, uh, I also actually, now that I said that, I did like that element of how their daughter had like a crush on him. They, they did, there were a lot of cute aspects. I there was a scene cut there too, because like, it seemed like he could have gone a little deeper than that with the daughter kind of being like, oh, look at this guy. <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was, to me, it felt like harmless. And um, I, I really liked Everything with the Sugarman household, like Queen Latifah, them, the chemistry between the two of them and uh, the daughter, who I believe is Jordan Hall. Yep, Jordan Hall is Alex Sugarman. Their whole chemistry was great. And I think his best, Wancho's best scenes are honestly when he's in those few scenes with, with that nucleus or that core. I agree. Yeah, I thought, uh, shout out to the Queen. Um, I thought she, she did a good job in her role. Um, 
She looks great, by the way. Looks great. She looks like. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the equalizer to her. She's great. I love. I like Queen Latifah. She is. Did she have her own show when we were growing up in the nineties? I feel like she did, didn't she? She did. Yeah. She's cool. Uh, yeah. You were too white to watch that show. Do you know a movie we need to see though? We should do on this soon. That bank robbery movie she's in. It's like shoot 'em up. Oh yeah. Or light it up. Don't worry. You guys stay tuned. We'll come back to you at another time. Uh, that was my fault for leaving us down that road. But Queen Latifah is the best. I really liked her in this. Um, I don't, Yeah, she's done a lot, but I really liked her in this. And I kind of, one of my, this isn't a gripe because I loved her. I just wish we had more of her. Like they use her well on this. Um, and she's sprinkled in. I just wouldn't mind it a little more. Like some of the best things with her happen off screen. Like when she talks to Dr. J. Like show me that scene of her like actually like a yeah. little more, like, of her, like, d- digging in there. I almost thought there should have been a moment, too, where, like, maybe Sugarman's, like, having trouble developing Bo, and, like, she kind of goes onto the court and, like, gives him another kind of different perspective on things. Like, I just thought, because, like, she was an athlete in the movie as well, and I just thought, yeah, you're right. I thought they could have used her a little bit more. That's actually a really good point. That also, yeah, now that you say that, I think that would have been good. Or have her have some... I guess her contribution is when she mentions that he's away from the daughter, which is good, but it should have been more substantial. Like that, that is really, I like that. And that is something I think a mother would realize probably before a father, um, not trying to be sexist there, but, um, I think that to me, that felt like a, an interesting organic contribution from her. I wish there was a little more and also understanding she's a great athlete and like, she's lived and breathed basketball too. Like, yeah, I think they could have given her a little bit, a little bit more to do there. I'm just, I can't get over Ben Foster. I loved him too. Like, I just want to bring it back to him. Do you think Ben Foster was better than Sandler in the movie? I do think Sandler gave a good performance. I don't think it was like, I don't think anything in the movie was Oscar worthy, honestly. I think that's a little bit of fool's gold with whoever's kind of pitching that stuff. But I thought Sandler was good. Um, like, like I said, like, he really did carry the movie to a high degree acting wise. Um, and like, he provides a lot of the comedy provides the majority of the drama you know that whole he's got that scene where he's talking about do you love the game and like i love this game so much it's like in me and like you have to have that part of you or it's not gonna happen like if you don't have that drive it's not gonna happen for you and so i thought he was able to kind of do both you know keep it light and keep the drama realistic and believable and just be like a fun character to follow i thought he was believable as a scout like i did think he did a pretty good job for like what it was and like i don't uh, it was hard for me to see another actor kind of pulling off that role the way he did. The way they wrote Stanley Sugarman, I'd have a really hard time like seeing that. Like Adam Sandler is able to imbue his characters with like a strange, like awkward nebbishness, but also like a very real edge. Like yeah. that, like when you do, like there is something there. Like yeah, he's goofy, yeah, he's silly. But there's also something harder in there. Like, and he, he does a good job of that, of, um, of of bringing that to bear here. I think Ben Foster is better in his role, like to use a basketball analogy while we're here. If Ben Foster is the, is the uh, shooter off the bench, yeah. he's better in that role. But, if, but like, let's say, okay, he's the, he is the sixth man of the year, Ben Foster. Like, he's the best sixth man. Yeah, to, yeah, I agree. 
to me, Adam Sandler is like, he's not, I wish I, now I wish I'd been more. He's like your primary scorer or something. Exactly. He, he, let's call him a Julius Randle. He's the Julius Randle on this yeah. team. And that's unfair. Julius Randle, like two years. He's a Julius Randle for someone that actually made it to the playoffs. But like, it's, it, this is a good, um, but yeah, he's the primary player. He's doing more. Like, I don't, he's not better. If he if he were the if he were at the same level that Ben Foster was at, then to me this film, I don't know, this would be like Ford versus Ferrari. Like this would be like which was in terms of like yeah, I think you're right. If anyone's at an Oscar level, it's probably Ben Foster. Like if I was gonna give out an award, maybe I'd give like nominate him for a supporting actor or something like that. Um and so yeah, like if, if Sandler had kind of hit that level, maybe it would have garnered uh, a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I, again I think the Oscar buzz stuff is a little so can we talk about that for just one minute? Because I'm glad you brought it up. I, again, it's hard to tell like what's, it's hard to separate the noise from like, what's just nonsense. But a part of me, and how much is hype just from these Netflix or the production teams? It could be LeBron and Maverick. Who knows? Yeah, it could be anything. It could be as simple as that. Like sending a few tweets like LeBron. Like it could be anything. But a part of me also feels that like the critical community, that, like, as we've said before, there's certain things uh, that if you do and like one of that, you'll get rewarded. One of them is if you like defy their expectations. And I think part of that was with uh, uncut gems was a good movie. And there's a lot of interesting things going on there. And Sandler gave, I thought a really, that was a really powerful, like raw performance. I felt like this was maybe a little hungover from that, like a little hangover, like, Oh, he's doing something new. He's doing something different. Well, let's reward him. And like, I totally get Hollywood and critics wanting to reward big blockbuster like the superstars like Sandler for doing fair like this and doing things differently at the same time though like as a fan like I, I've said this before for other films this film can't get Oscar buzz and then like again Spider-Man No Way Home didn't get even like uh, any love like not even nomination it broke all these records like it can't get anything serious but this film works because adam sandler the guy used to talk out of his butt is now like a like a dad who's like it just i i don't i'm not trying to be negative and i'm not trying to be toxic but like and again it could be nothing so it's probably me just working myself into a hype for nothing but i like this film i like that they made it i like that they've got this talent behind it and like i like a lot of things about this film I get mad when I hear Oscar buzz, kind of like the same thing with Top Gun Maverick, which is, I'm like, these are fine movies, but how, like, what, uh, from a, what makes them better than like Spider-Man or Avengers Endgame to not get that same, I'm jumping the gun. They haven't actually gotten Oscars, but if they get Oscars, it's just going to keep making it harder and harder for me to understand how the Academy can reward like certain like IP, like Top Gun, but not like others. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I don't think these like again. I don't think this movie deserves Oscars or like even nominations, honestly. Um, and so I do think, like you said, like Netflix is behind it. There's some powerful producers that have a lot of public sway, and so I think some of that's got to be going on behind the scenes for the for it to be getting some of that buzz. I don't think it's the kind of thing where critics saw it. Like most times like an indie movie um it's the kind of thing where it, it gets seen at a film festival it gets picked up it has a limited release and then some critics kind of realize like there's some talented stuff going on i think 
think those are a little bit more organic when I look at the nominations. Um, I do think it's like wild though that like when we saw Sandler making Happy Gilmore and Waterboy, two other sports movies he made, and like I love those movies, but like I honestly I don't think I realized he was gonna turn into this person or this actor. I guess. Do you? I mean, there is a part of me that's like oh, I still kind of want like Happy Gilmore sequel or something like that, but. I mean, I guess it's like it turned out well. I mean, he's a solid actor now. He clearly isn't that guy he was when we were kids in the 90s. But, like, I do think it's been an interesting evolution for him. It's how I feel when I see Macaulay Culkin. I'm like, I'm glad he survived. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that callously. Like, I'm glad they made it this year, like, as still successful people. Um, and he's doing more than Macaulay Culkin now is. But I like them. They had to age. Like, I love Adam Sandler, but, like, just like Jim Carrey. Like, I think Jim Carrey kind of suffered a bit because he never really evolved. Granted, he was, like, 30 when he broke out. But, like, that humor. He had had his period where he did, like, Truman Show. And and just, yeah, I mean, what happens is just kids, like, like, that you create a fan base and that fan base grows up. And, like, it's really hard to keep, if you're, it's really hard to keep that young fan base. Otherwise, you need to adapt. And I think Adam Sandler's adapting now. Like, and yeah, I think he's 20, 30 years older than us, but like we're his fan base. Like we're yeah. like we're like he's he's got the connection to our generation, or like we're we're more aligned to him. So I'm excited to see him here. I, it's not probably where I thought. To be honest, I thought we'd probably see Happy Gilmore three by now. The fact we're not, and he's making this movie, I think is a real. I, I'm excited too. So yeah, I know I bashed the critical community in Hollywood. Keep the good buzz going, because yeah, I'd much rather see this type of stuff than Little Nicky Four or anything else. So yeah, he definitely, yeah, he had his rough period, I think, where he was making movies um, just to make movies at a, at a certain point, and I think he's kind of come out the other end of that now. Um, he turned it into an industry. He made himself into an industry, and like it felt like that for a while, like in a bad way. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that he's he's doing more interesting work now. I'm not sure. It's like it's hard to read where his career is going. He's finding interesting. I mean, yeah, between this and Uncut Gems, it's like maybe he's just kind of picking and choosing stuff now. Um, It's hard to think of like roles that like fit him the way that kind of he's doing it. I want to see him in a Tarantino film. That would be interesting. I always think about him as the Bear Jew and like what could have been. (laughs) He turned it down. Did he turn that down? Yeah, yeah, apparently he turned it down. And he's had, there have been a couple other, like, interesting possible castings that he either turned down or didn't want to do or couldn't do. Um, but, yeah, I feel like he's – I my hope is we're starting to see him pivot to, like, an actual, like, post – his post-Netflix straight to – this is straight to Netflix, but, like, I'm talking about the, like – this is his post-Netflix without – David Spade and Rob Schneider. It's like the, it's like, it's, it's the, let's call it Adam Sandler 3.0. 1.0 being SNL and Happy Gilmore, 2, 2.0 being The Dark Days, and 3.0 being hopefully him making consistent good adult film. Not yeah. adult, but just like him making consistently good films. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, like just, I mean, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he dabbled, you know, went back to like, in a weird comedy with some of his friends or something but like at the same time I think I would hope his primary stuff is more adult fare 
Yeah, let me refresh. I, I, a balance. I, I, maybe a balance isn't more fair. I do expect them to do comedies or silly things at some point. I mean, Netflix literally just writes some checks to make those movies with his friends. So why wouldn't he? Um, but yeah, I guess it would, it's nice to get this type of output. And like this and Uncut Gems, like pretty close together. I would like to see him. And I would love to see him try his hand at some other, other types of films as well. I think you just nailed it. Yeah, at least how I feel. It, he used to feel like he was trying it on. Yeah. And now it's like this is, yeah, it's like a more natural, if if he feels more natural in these roles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah, what am I saying? I'm joking about, he's, he's made Hotel Transylvania 3 recently. He's going to keep making those films. And like, as he should, that's a great film. But like Uncut Gems is great. Who'll Be Halloween, probably not my, my, my jam. But like hustle, like I, I'm willing to do the one for us, one for them thing. So I'm, I'm happy with where he's at. Agreed. Although I haven't seen his movie from 1989, Going Overboard. So I think that might need to be next on on our queue here. Do you, do you think there should be any type of like sequel to this, or do you think this should be like a Netflix series? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, I wouldn't think a Netflix series would be better, but I would honestly rather follow the player than Adam Sandler's character. Like I was thinking more like a Netflix series, like about a basketball scout, and you know, it's like every episode, it's him like tracking a new prospect or something like that. I would like that if they made it like a little more humor, like if they had it more like, like yeah. digging into like the first part, like when he's seen all like the kid who's high and like the the guys pretending. Like I think that could be a little. I that that would be my preference. Um, but yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I could, actually, I, could... I, I actually kind of think it might work. Like uh, I always feel like the baseball scout is really like the one, you know, and like they're the ones that are just going all these games and playing so much time. And, like I feel like a show about a baseball scout would be interesting. I'd like that. Yeah, that. It's also I feel like more just like there's different with baseball. You have all the different positions, and I. I'm not as big a basketball fan, so I don't know, but I feel like there's more to talk about. Like there's like just like from a from an actual standpoint, scout scouting aspect, like Yeah. That, yeah, I like that. Maybe that's the maybe that's the sequel. He has to go to baseball. Cause what you didn't know was before he hurt his hand, not only was not, not only Seth, you didn't know this. Not only was he a really great basketball player, but he was a really good baseball player. But he had to quit baseball to play basketball. Oh, twist. Twist. And now the, the Yankees need him to pitch. Sorry, that's probably that's that's a bit too far. <laughs> oh man, maybe we should watch the scout. All right, I, I got. We're, we're going to talk about the movies we're watching next soon. Okay. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about, my man? Yeah, I'm ready to go in that. You want to go first or you want me to? Uh, I'll go. Um, I, I mean, again, I, to me, I didn't think it was like a great movie or like an Oscar movie. I just thought it was like a fun movie to watch as a basketball fan and pick up on all the cameos and stuff. Um, I like Sailor's performance like you. I think Foster and Anthony Edwards are the other two really notable performances. 
everybody else is either kind of like Queen Latifah might be the other vegetable uh, there as well, but everybody else is kind of like you know either adequate or not a professional actor. Um, and the plot of the movie is somewhat believable. There's a realism aspect to it, but I didn't think every plot point was realistic necessarily. Um, and so that might be kind of one of the things that holds it back. I think I'm gonna land at like a like a six point eight, where it's like I'm happy I watched it, but like I don't really need to rewatch this. And like I kind of got it on the first watch, you know. Excuse me, terrible timing to yawn there. No, no offense to you. Um, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm coming in a little lower. I'm coming in at a five um, out of ten. Um, and for me, I, I'm not as big a basketball fan, so that was, I think, something that was lost on me. I realized, like, especially with Anthony Edwards. Uh, Clearly, um, so that didn't have the same the same same uh, amount of appeal to me. So, but with that being said, I liked it. Like for me, though, I thought Sandler's doing a great job. It's a really great cast. I think the story is a bit overstuffed, and I wish they just kind of maybe a, a little more focused. But um, I don't know. If maybe overstuffed isn't the right word. There's a lot going on. And I don't think everything's properly, I guess, properly developed. I, clearly, I had a lot of questions. I, I felt like there are a lot of things that kind of make, made me scratch my head. But I, I, I liked it. Like, um, at the same time, I liked it. It's it's a nice, family-friendly film. It's a good sports film. There aren't a ton of sports films being made. Like, that was the other thing I was thinking about. What was, what was the last sports film that was made? Cool basketball montages. It's it's not like the traditional one because it's not about a game, um, but I liked it. It was it was there are a lot of things about it that felt familiar, but it was like a very new. It also felt very new to me as a sports movie in a lot of different ways too. So it's a long winded way of saying I liked it. But yeah, a five. It, it's definitely not perfect though. I think it's a little long for like again like what it is. Like I think they could have found a way to cut out maybe ten minutes, twenty minutes, but um, but yeah, that's. It is a solid movie. So for me, a five is like a push. Like it, if you're interested, definitely watch it. If it's on, don't turn it off. Like it's it's a good movie. Thank you. Right. I, like, I like Jake being a tough, tougher grader. I like that. I don't know. I think it's – we'll get into this on another podcast. I think it's because I'm going so easy on Obi-Wan that I'm just taking it out on other things. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. All right. That was it. Hustle, Adam Sandler film. Seth, you want to say goodbye to your friends?